We're a growing community. The demographic of our community, in our riding especially, yeah. is a young one. I'm not young, but it's a young one, and I'm concerned about the future. So yes. what's it take to, to achieve the future? If you look at the platform that was announced yesterday by, by Prime Minister Trudeau mm-hmm. and by Deputy Prime Minister uh, Freeland, mm-hmm. Minister of Finance, you'll see it's all about investing in people. The, the, the growth in our economy, the, 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 the measures for people, starting with fighting COVID, the fight for COVID isn't, isn't, isn't over yet. We've got to continue with that. Yeah. We can't pretend the fight is over. No. We've got to make sure we fight COVID. Mm-hmm. And that's in the whole category of health and healthy living. Uh, it also goes with supporting nurses, supporting teachers. Uh, it goes with uh, supporting parks. It goes yeah. with supporting recreation. It goes for the caliber of community we're in. One example of investment that pays off are those type of people investments. That includes child care programs. Mm-hmm. Um, it includes all kinds of measures. In fact, all the relief programs that came through, through COVID were all from the federal government. Yeah. 92% of the funding for programs, for relief programs, for, for all, for individuals, for businesses, were provided by the government of Canada. Only 8% came from the provincial government. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why is Alberta the only jurisdiction? Why are we the outlier when it comes to child care? Why mm-hmm. are we the outlier when it comes from, to vaccination passports? Yeah. It's because somebody in a provincial government is playing politics. They're trying to blame the federal government, a government's been there throughout and is committed to fighting COVID, health care, advanced education. Our social program is, is as diverse and as progressive as the party is itself. And I personally believe in those values, and that's why I'm running. Mm-hmm. So um, there's so many things to offer. I'd urge everybody to look at our website to see the program. Uh, it was just announced. I've totally announced yesterday my full support for it. I'm delighted. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a terrific program. It really reflects what we've been hearing at the doors. Yeah. And it also reflects what I've been inputting to our colleagues in Ottawa. My nice. new colleagues mm-hmm. know that we will need Green Line. That's why Prime Minister Trudeau was here, and I was with him that day in early July when he announced the Green Line funding. Mm-hmm. He, he actually announced it. Mm-hmm. So. It's actually been done, as Mayor Nenchi Nenchi correctly pointed out. The future depends on public transportation. Absolutely. It depends on being clean and green. Mm -hmm. It it includes investing in infrastructure, but people will drive it. It'll be good for people's health, health care. It'll be good for their education, but it's also good for the economy. Mm -hmm. And that's the approach we're taking in in the Liberal Party. Right now, we're investing in people, which will also be good for the economy, so that's our economic solution as well. Well, I'm really glad you bring up the platform and encouraging the listeners to read and, and check that out. You know, we want the listeners and for students to vote, but to have an informed vote. Um, but, you know, one step before that is all of the barriers that students face related to voting. They have frequent address changes, they have writing confusion, and sort of a lack of motivation um, because of a lack of knowledge, because they're not reading those platforms like you suggested. Um, so there's sort of this, you know, overall lack of interest in the electoral process among students, and that's reflected in turnout. Voter or youth voter turnout remains significantly lower than the national average, 13% lower. So why do you think it is important for students to vote, and how have you engaged with students on your campaign to encourage them to actually go and vote? Well, 
I think I think what we stand for and what we're going to fight for resonates with students. Well, I found we've got some wonderful volunteers that have come forward. Nice. Uh, you know, unsolicited, they've knocked on our door at the office. I've got one one volunteer mm-hmm. named, named Andy. He walked two miles down Centre Street in a oh. rainstorm. Oh my goodness! Came into our office and said, "I want to volunteer." <laughs> and we've been. He's been out on the trail with us. Every day for the last two weeks. Amazing. <laughs> and, and his classes are starting this week. They are, we've yeah. got We've got volunteers of all age groups. We've got seniors like myself. We've got young people. And we have to get young people. We've got grandparents showing up with their grandkids on the trail. Mm. So I think, I think there's no more important time than now for the future. We need to have stability for the future of our city. We need a five-year term of government because Calgary was in a deep hole before COVID ever hit economically. Mm-hmm. And since then, we've had a provincial government that has axed funding of, of, of advanced education. They've, they've, they've axed health care funding. They've helped. They've axed everything that's critical for our success. So all I can say, it's very important now you got you know for that eight year old like the prime minister used the example of a of a of a, somebody named Mary who said you met on the doorstep. Yeah. Well, I've met several of those Marys on the doorstep. Aww. They're eight year olds. They're yeah. nine year olds, and we're campaigning for their future too. Yes, we need stability now. We mm-hmm. can't find overly simplistic solutions to very complex social issues and build for the future. So we need clarity and certainty. So the vote now is very important. We have a choice. We move forward with a government that embraces a social agenda and opportunity and innovation and health and so on to set a platform for the future, Mm -hmm. or we face ongoing uncertainty. Or worse than that, we face a government that has no commitment to social programs. What kind of a future will that be for everybody? So I say if you want affordable housing, if you want job opportunities, if you want opportunities to innovative research, if you want a clean, green city which has public transportation that you're proud to live in mm-hmm. with parks and recreation, you want that. Yeah. You get out and vote now because a vote will make a, will make a huge difference this time. I it think will. it's the most critical juncture in our history. Mm-hmm. When I'm elected, I'll be a voice for everybody in Calgary Confederation. And I'll be a voice whether people voted for me or not. Mm-hmm. But I will stand for clean and green and uh, because that's the city we are, if we have a if we have a city that's known to be uh, has no social program, that's axing jobs, that's um, that's an embarrassment, frankly, to the Canada and to the world. Mm-hmm. Then it's not the kind of future people will want to live in. So I want a future where people can live in, where companies like Atco and and um, and uh, Nmax. Uh, others Enbridge can invest in, and they can do work worldwide from mm-hmm. a sustainable energy point yeah. of view. The University of Calgary is clean and green, and we totally embrace it. One of the first press releases I put out yeah. when I became a candidate after I met with the university president's office, and I read okay. the briefing notes that they had committed to the standing committee, was to embrace everything that the University of Calgary stands for when it comes to clean, green, when mm. it comes to indigenous sporting, working with indigenous populations, yep. um, innovation, entrepreneurship. I totally support it. And That's I've, great. I've made that voice known already to my colleagues, and mm. I think they're listening. So I say get out and vote because if yep. you don't, 
we'll return to a different kind of a setting. We'll have one of uncertainty. Worse yet, we'll have a government that goes back and doesn't embrace any of those. Mm. And you won't be proud to be it. You won't want to make Calgary your home if you don't have that. I want you and others, University of Calgary students, I want young people, I want other people, everybody to be proud of their city. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great message. And like you said, just encouraging that vote. It's such an important time, and I, yeah. I know that's what I'll be spending yeah. the next month yeah. doing as and well. I was, I was disappointed that they didn't allow voting on campus this I was year, just because of, and that's yeah. because of COVID. It like is. in the past, it's been allowed. So I'm sorry that wasn't the case. Thank because, you. but there is provision for um, advanced polling. There's a there's mm-hmm. provision for um, mail-in ballots. Yes. So I'd ask everybody if if, you, if it's hard to vote, make sure you get a vote. You can yes. do advanced polling. You can do. Voting uh, by mail. Make sure you do it. And the Elections Canada website, you know, has that information. So yeah. take a moment to read it. It's it, there's, it's not it's not the easiest process to vote by ballot, but it's it's you know people that are tech savvy at least yeah. will understand the Elections Canada <laughs> app enough to do it. But you, there's other ways to do it. But it's because of COVID, it wasn't mm-hmm. allowed this time. Mm-hmm. I understand it will be allowed in the civic election. Yes. So that's so vote there on campus, but unfortunately you can't vote on campus. You have mm-hmm. to vote in the other way for the, yeah. in the federal election. Thank but you I'd for bringing that up. There's ten Calgary ridings, so mm-hmm. I'd ask every. You know, it's important to vote. It is. Look at vote for who you think will be the best candidate in your riding, and uh, if people feel I'm the best candidate for Calgary Confederation, then vote for me. And if you don't, vote for someone else. But when I'm elected, I'll be a voice for everybody. That's, again, a great message. And thank you for bringing up that vote on campus. It's definitely something I wanted to communicate to the listeners and to students that there won't be that opportunity to cast your ballot on campus. But the mail-in ballot, and like you said, the advanced polling is very, very accessible. Mm -hmm. I just sent in my request for my mail-in ballot as well. So um, that has to be done before September 14th. So students can get online and think it was like an easy six-step process, nothing too bad at all. And uh, hopefully the students can figure that out. But if they can't, look to your student union or your student association on your campus. We are running Get Out the Vote campaigns and getting all that information well, That's out great to you're doing that because yes. however people vote, they sh- it's really important this time. I think it's, you know, everyone's important, whatever order of government, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. civic or provincial or other, there's all kinds of confusing elections going on. There's going to be meaningless plebiscites about war rooms are <laughs> putting up, but we don't believe in war rooms in the Liberal Party. We believe in action. But there's all kinds of confusing. But we see what we, we what I've seen, sign gardens when I go door to door through Calgary Confederation. Mm-hmm. I see, I see signs that say so-and-so for mayor and they say save our parks. Yes. Save our teachers, mm-hmm. save our nurses, save education. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I say, gee, why are there? It's, it's, it's a sad commentary in a way that we have so many signs. signs. Up. Yeah. But it's also confusing. And we're going to have <laughs> fluoridation votes. We're going to have votes on meaningless equalization ones. Mm-hmm. On that subject, I should add, I believe in Canada. I believe in a strong Canada. I believe in a Canada with strong provinces. And I, I, know, I know the Liberal Party of Canada believes Calgary, all regions of Canada, should be in that room. And that's why I'm running, because we want to be in the room, because we also believe in Canada. And I think, I don't believe in the so-called firewalls. I think that's, uh, that's mm. very emotional politicking. It has, in just like anti-vaccine, the kind of, 
demonstrations, the guys in their camel outfits that are following our prime minister around, doing hateful things. They're doing that with some of the mayorality candidates too, especially women, and it's scary. And there's elements of racism behind that, and that's not Calgary. That's not our society. So, as I say, I believe in Canada, and that means I believe in the Canada values. And Mm -hmm. those values are reflected in the Liberal Party of Canada, and they're my personal values. So, it's really important that you get out and vote and you vote uh, for your candidate. You think will do the best voice for you. Thank you so much for sharing that message. It's such an important one, so I hope the listeners and the students really take that to heart, Murray, and I hope this episode and chatting with you helps to clear up some of the confusion of all the elections that are happening and Oh my goodness, our time went by so quick, but I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show with me. It was great having a chance to meet with you and share sort of your vision for Calgary Confederation with the listeners. Thank you so, so much for being here. Well, thank you so much. If anybody you know has any other questions, feel free to go to our website. We're there great. to answer. We've got a really neat uh, drop-in office on Center Street and, uh, you know, and uh, you know, just uh, by by Rosso Cafe, by Lena's there, and it's dog friendly. People want to walk nice. in and have a gelato <laughs> or get to visit. Be free to free to meet with them. And if you're interested in volunteering, because that's another way to participate. Absolutely. If you're motivated to volunteer, volunteer for the party. You think. Awesome. Make the difference for the best candidate. Well, thank you so much, Murray. And if you missed it, that was the Liberal candidate for Calgary Confederation, Murray Sigler. Stay tuned in because I have another candidate coming right up after this. Murray, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much for all you're doing. Thank you. You know, I still believe, still believe it. How we gon' follow our dreams locked in a prison? They try to swallow me whole, God be my witness. Deprive me out of my dreams, but I'm relentless. I want the money, ain't never want attention. So I don't pay attention to comments and all the mentions. Cause they ain't see my vision. I was washing dishes till my rats turn into riches. Glad when it was Christmas. We ain't even barely get presents, but we was gifted. In a school of failure, we present perfect attendance. Welfare, baby, we working with what they give us. Maybe some comments judge still gave me a sense. No period. City girls looking scared when it's really real when your bank account. 20 mil in your house. Up on the hill in your phantom. In the driveway, you walk out and see the grill. Thank God you believe. Make sure you pray when you kneel. Jay. still believe, still believe it. Super zero, ain't never panic, I'm a superhero. Uh, talking my goals and I'ma shoot the arrow. When God turned the heat up on me, he said you an arrow. Play your part, got some brains like the scarecrow. Let's play it smart, cause we ain't playing checkers, this is chess. Play your pawns, sit back like a king when they move, make your mark. And never ever let your combat.
competition take your heart. Say I believe in myself. When everybody stop believing, never leave on yourself. They had my back against the wall. I had to lean on myself. Almost made me put my dreams on the shelf. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Laws of attraction, you just think I'm rapping. I'm just putting out the energy so I can grab it. Everything that's in my memory that I imagine is finally here. 100 million in a year. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you for staying tuned in. My name is Marley, and if you missed it, I just had the Liberal candidate for Calgary Confederation on, Murray Sigler. That episode will be up on cgsw.com, so go ahead and check that out if you missed it. But you're in for a treat now. I have Natalie Odd on. She is the Green Party candidate for Calgary Confederation as well. Um, And I believe you've been the candidate for three federal elections now. That's right, Marley. Nice. First of all, hi, thanks for having me here today. Yes, uh, this is my fourth campaign Amazing. as a candidate. <laughs> so you have lots of experience running and door knocking and all those great things. Yes, a lot, awesome. of, a lot of door knocking, yes. <laughs> Very fun. Um, I know some people dread it, but it's one of my favorite things to do for sure. Um, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and why you chose to run again or in the first place for a Green Party. Sure. So I grew up in Calgary. Uh, We moved here when I was really young and um, I've gone to the University of Calgary and Mm -hmm. this is really my area. I've lived other places, but I found that the um, the quality of life here in Canada is really excellent. And now I'm raising my two children here living in um, in Calgary Confederation. And I uh, have spent most of my career in the nonprofit sector specifically focused on environmental work. And I'm currently the director of a nonprofit provincial environmental network of about 50 environmental groups. Okay. And being really focused on climate action for many years and yeah. education and human nice. rights. That's amazing. And I know that are, those are issues that students care a lot about. Um, and it's such a growing movement and being around the post-secondary scene, it's uh, it's really important. So I guess, you know, is that, would you say, the number one issue that the Green Party stands for that you think students should care about? Climate change is a huge issue, one that the Green Party has been focused on for many, many years. Yes, it's absolutely a critical issue. There are others. There's poverty, Mm -hmm. there's housing affordability, debt, mental health, uh, truth and reconciliation, our opioid crisis. I would actually say that we're at uh, a nexus of a number of crises that need to be addressed in Canada right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I would agree. And like I said, students are are really paying attention to those issues and listening. So I encourage if you're listening right now or if you're a student listening to submit your questions to me via Instagram or again, text the booth if you have questions for Natalie. But um, 
I wanted to ask you right off the bat about, you know, student engagement. Um, students face a huge number of barriers when going to vote, such as frequent address change or riding confusion. Um, and this was reflected in the turnout. 13% lower than the national average is our youth voter turnout from the 2019 election. So what are you doing to engage with students on your campaign um, or on your other campaigns as well to get students involved or at least to know what's going on? Mm-hmm. It's absolutely critical that students vote. Yeah. And Elections Canada has in the past put voting ballots um, and stations on On campus. campus. We don't have that this year because of the short notice for the election, unfortunately. And so I just encourage all students to go to their Elections Canada office to vote when they can. I know it's really challenging and it should not be that way. Um, (laughs) It should be a priority to make sure everyone has access to vote easily. And students have challenging situations being away from home and away from their their writing. For me, engaging with students is extremely important. Um, I take every opportunity to speak to an interview or Mm -hmm. a forum, come onto campus. Um, We have students on the campaign. I always try to give them a responsible job, um, listen to their ideas about what's important to them, even strategy. And oftentimes, uh, students will come door knocking with me, um, not only so that they can um, get experience with election campaigns, but I'm hopeful that some of those students will see that it's possible for them to run for office too. Even when they're young, they can take part in a, in a campaign. And I really encourage that. Yeah. Wow. That is so great to hear. And yeah, really important things. And I know like that will, that's what I will be doing for the next couple of months is just engaging with students and letting them know that their vote really does matter. Mm -hmm. Um, There's this misconception that it doesn't. Um, And we are definitely disappointed from the decision that Elections Canada made to not have voting on campus, mm-hmm. um, you know, recognizing that there is a pandemic and it is getting worse. Mail-in ballots are really what we're promoting. It's the mm-hmm. accessible and the safest way for students to cast their ballot. And they can do it, you know, from wherever they are for whatever writing they can prove ID for. So like you mentioned, that sort of confusion can be resolved with a vote on campus, but uh, making the best of the situation that we have will be by mail. So that's what we're promoting. Um, And it's great to hear that you're getting students engaged as well. Um, What does that student vote mean to you or to the Green Party? So there's a lot of things wrapped up together. And the Green Party looks at things holistically. We are concerned uh, about a number of things that are interconnected. So if I can um, put this into the big picture, students um, are going to be the ones responsible for being in the economy and changing the economy to a low carbon economy. Mm -hmm. And we are doing this far too slowly. We are not doing a great job preparing students to drive that low low carbon economy forward. And when I say that, it's in um, an environment of uh, tuition increasing, cuts to education, cuts to mental health supports on campus, cuts to research and development, And really what we should be doing, I I will be very clear, the Green Party believes that we should eliminate tuition at post-secondary institutions, that we should Mm. eliminate student debt. Students should not have $30,000 debt hanging over them when they finish uh, university. In fact, what we need is to support our students and make sure that they are mentally healthy, physically healthy. We need our best minds and ideas to tackle what is in front of us. And it is Mm. very serious. So 
we have to do a much better job of supporting students. You touch on so many important things that are huge barriers for students, um, you know, while they're studying or post-graduation. Um, debt, obviously, was one that you mentioned is a real barrier preventing students from, you know, getting the jobs that they want um, or being able to, you know, move out, um, own property and sort of move on in that sense. So I, I guess this ties really good, nicely into questions that I got via Instagram from students. Um Firstly, what can the federal government or the Green Party specifically do to counteract this, you know, Alberta provincial dismantling of public post-secondary education that we're seeing right now? There can be more federal transfer to provinces for education. Mm -hmm. And we need to start seeing this happening so that there's cooperation between the federal government and the provincial governments. And whichever provincial governments step up will benefit from this and what we will see is more young people leaving Alberta if we don't have a provincial government in place that is prepared to support our students in the way that they should be supported Mm. so um, it seems evident you know with the cuts recently to to, uh, funding and mental health that the current provincial government is not supporting students so I'm going to be really clear that um, perhaps you should be thinking about supporting a different government in the next election because we will struggle with the provincial government we have in place. So the federal government needs to step up. um, But our current federal government is not talking about eliminating uh, student tuition or debt. Mm. And so I'm going to touch on something here, which is also very important. It's the elephant in the room, electoral reform. Mm -hmm. Canada is the only country of the Organization of Economic and um, for Economic Cooperation and Development that that has this antiquated system of first past the post. And it effectively blocks new ideas, innovative ideas and what we actually need to progress in Canada. Yeah, very important issues as well. And um, I guess my next question, now that you've mentioned a couple of those really important things, um, is that, you know, the issues that directly impact students, such as work integrated learning, open educational resources or mental health funding, like you mentioned, I guess, what more do you think can be done for students on those issues or at least issues that are more, you know, in the face of students? Mm -hmm. Well, of course, education is under the purview of the province, but it is under the purview of the federal government as well. And there are levers that the federal government can use to support students nationally. And I think the first thing is to identify it as a really critical issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's been on the radar at all. Yeah. And we need to be really clear that students need our support. Um, I think this is sort of hiding in plain view. Students have been organizing and making clear what they need, yeah. and we need to listen to them on a provincial and federal level. So I, we need to identify the the problem, put it at the forefront, and then do whatever we can to support because I, I'm super concerned about the mental health impacts, the stress of yeah. not being able to pay rent, uh, buy food. Uh, how, how can a student uh, focus on their studies and and developing themselves in their mind um, if they're under those circumstances. It's very difficult. It is very difficult. It is such a tough time to be a student right now and the mental health picture like you mentioned is so crucial you know we're coming back from a year and a half of online learning and you know still lots of uncertainty as to what that transition is going to look like and it's happening you know this week next week so it's a confusing time for sure and I know students are looking desperately for that support you know we have a municipal election coming up and this federal one as well and students are really paying attention um, to what matters to them and, and what candidates are talking about that so I really appreciate that you brought that up Another question that I got from Instagram from students that you mentioned earlier was, 
uh, the housing market and what the Green Party or the federal government can do to address this. You know, the upcoming generations are concerned about ever being able to own property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A- again, this is a crisis and it, it we should not find ourselves in this position, but we need a national housing strategy mm-hmm. that does a number of things, works on a number of different levels. We need more homes. And the fact in Canada, we have about 5% of people living in social housing. It should not be stigmatized. In other countries, uh, it's up to a third of people living in social housing. We need to boost our social housing, our cooperative housing, our nonprofit housing. Let's be a lot more creative and innovative with the type of housing because right now it's a commodity. Uh, it's, you know, in a market, we have to do a different type of housing and recognize that housing is a human right. Mm-hmm. And um, also, I wanted to add to that, that the the Greens are pushing for a guaranteed living income, which would mean that people can cover their rent when they go through a difficult patch. They can buy food when things get rough. Like, we mm-hmm. should not have people a lot, the, to the degree that we have, people panicking about paying rent, getting evicted, not being able to buy food for themselves and their children. So there are a lot of levers that could address a lot of these problems because housing is tied to mental health, physical health, and there's a huge cost when people's mental health and physical health suffers. That That's when we start to have people getting uh, serious illnesses, having to go to hospital, they're now out of the workforce, needing, needing social supports. Let's look at the root cause of this and tackle it there with social housing, with guaranteed living income and mental health supports. Yeah, of course. And that's such so so many important things. And I think that's going to be coming up really, really quickly um, and needs to be addressed right away. So like I mentioned, these upcoming generations can have hope that there is, you know, like you said, those options and that variety of housing to address their needs or their lifestyle. Um, and I think we can definitely see that in Calgary Confederation. I mean, it's a huge, very diverse riding um, and there's a lot more opportunities to be taken advantage of. Um, One of the other questions that I got from students is, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic, and we're clearly not out of the woods yet, and it's more of a life with COVID-19 rather than without. So what would the Green Party's next steps be in addressing the pandemic? Mm -hmm. Well, the pandemic certainly brought to light a lot of social issues and people who are struggling, and it put a light on that. these are ongoing issues and the pandemic has exacerbated them. Mm-hmm. First of all, we need to be science and evidence-based about how we take precautions to keep yep. people from catching COVID. Science-based, evidence-based. Let's keep doing that. Um, you know, whether it's masking or distancing or having to have precautions, let's listen to what our doctors are saying, look at the data, Uh, support one another. But a lot of these supports I'm talking about, guaranteed living income, Mm -hmm. so that if people can't work for whatever reason, if they're unwell, people should, we absolutely need to let people take paid leave of absence if they're not feeling well Mm. and not be scared that they're going to lose their homes and not be able to feed themselves because there are so many, ultimately people want to be able to protect their families and support their families. Um, It's a very basic thing that we are fully able to do. And we have the means to do that in Canada. If people say that we don't, then look at <laughs> look at the supports that are being given, just simply being given to oil companies. You know, fourteen mm. billion dollars from you know export Canada development. I mean, um, we have the means to do this, but we have to be sensible. So I think what we need to do is be solutions solutions focused, practical, compassionate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
not be ideologically rigid, not be status quo, but look for the best ideas. And may I say, the best ideas come from all parties. Mm -hmm. There are great minds and ideas in every single party. We have to collaborate over this um, and stop fighting in silos. Uh, It does not benefit Canadians. So we have to, like, get past our egos and cross those party lines to discuss this. Absolutely. I think that's a really great message and something that more politicians should be saying um, to voters and being able to make decisions in that way, like you said. And, oh my goodness, time goes by really, really quickly, but I I really appreciate you coming on the show. And Natalie, do you have any parting words for students, you know, coming up to the time where they need to be casting their ballots? Mm -hmm. You know what? There are a lot of people that care about students, and I will uh, revisit electoral reform as a major, major issue. It is currently meaning that not all votes are represented. And I know Mm -hmm. there's people struggling right now with strategic voting. It distorts our parliament. And we're one of the few countries that are still experiencing this. And so we're stuck in, you know, uh, old-fashioned thinking, status quo thinking. If we want to break through and have innovative, creative, collaborative ideas, we need to let new parties in and be represented. And a lot of people want to vote for those parties. So. Just, I really want to flag electoral reform as a critical, critical issue Thank in, you. that affects yeah. everything we've discussed today. Thank you for flagging that. And it's such a great message to leave with the listeners and leave with the students before they go and cast their ballots. Thank you, Natalie, so much Thank for you, being Marley. on the show. If you missed it, that was Natalie Odd, the Green Party candidate for Calgary Confederation. One more time, stay tuned in. I have one more candidate coming up to share with you all. Thanks for listening. And Natalie, thank you so much Thank again. you, Marley. Mama always told me, don't you run, don't you run, my scissor son, you're gonna hurt someone. Mama told me, look before you leap, always think before you speak, and watch the friend you keep. Stay along the beaten path, never listen when she said, shop edges have consequences, I Things I couldn't understand And never could have planned That made me who I am Put your nose in paperbacks Instead of smoking cigarettes These years you're never getting back Stay along the beaten path I never listened when she said Shop edges have consequences I guess that I had to find out Shop edges have 
consequences I guess that I had to find out for myself Sharp edges have consequences now Every scar is a story Welcome back. My name is Marley. If you missed it, I just had Natalie Odd on. She is the Green Party candidate for Calgary Confederation. Thanks for staying tuned in because I've won. Juan, how do you say your last name? Uh, so my name is Juan Estevez Moreno. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Well, I'm so sorry because I threw you into the fire. Um, you almost had no time to prepare before I put you right on air. So thank you so much. Juan is the NDP candidate for Calgary Centre. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up to be the NDP candidate for Calgary Centre? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I was born in Colombia. I uh, moved to Canada when I was seven. Um, I grew up uh, in southern Alberta in Lethbridge. Nice. Um, and then I moved here to Calgary um, shortly after. Um, and yeah, so I, I volunteered with like the, the federal NDP, I've done some volunteering with the provincial NDP. Nice. Um, and when you know the election rumors are coming around, um, they were looking for a candidate, and I threw yeah. my hat in the ring, and that's how I became the candidate. Nice. Congrats. That's that's very exciting and not an easy thing to take on. I know Calgary Centre is a huge riding, so diverse, lots of really important things going on in there. Um, what, what, Why Calgary Centre? Was there sort of a attachment to that riding or anything that stood out there for you? I live well. I live in Calgary Center. Nice. Uh, I lived in the Beltline. I recently moved uh, right in the middle of the election, which is nice. uh, stressful. Busy time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I still live in Calgary Center. So I, I believe that you should run in the riding that you live in, for sure, because uh, that's the community that connect to the, the community that you know all the issues in. Uh, so yeah, that's why I picked Calgary Center. Nice. That's great to hear. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for being here. I know that the University of Calgary isn't specifically in Calgary Centre, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of students in Calgary Centre. So if you're not sure what writing you are in, I definitely can uh, encourage you to check out the Elections Canada website and they will let you know what writing that you will be voting for um, in the next couple of weeks here. But um, one, I wanted to ask you, what do you or what does the NDP party stand for specifically that you think stu- students should care about? Yeah, so specifically for students, the the big policies that it will help students um, is eliminating interest uh, interest on federal student loans. Mm, uh, yeah. we, you know, education is the greatest tool for economic mobility. It people go to school because they wanna they wanna get an education, they wanna be able to move up in life, get yeah. a job. It's really unfair that students would have to to pay interest on on the loans that they have to take, uh, especially considering how expensive. Uh, post-secondary has gotten every year. Um, so we want to eliminate interest on federal student loan payments. And we also want to uh, extend the, the grace period. So mm-hmm. right now it's only six months. Uh, usually outside of COVID, it's six months. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then we want to extend it to five years. Uh, mm. you know, six months is not enough time to really get yourself established. Yeah. Um, I graduated in 2018 with $55,000 in student loan debt. Mm. Um and it took me more than six months to find a job. So, uh, like, like a, like a, a job, 
that isn't just retail. So, yeah. I, so you know, it takes time for to get sure. established. So oh, we yeah, want to make sure, we want to make sure that you know students have enough time to actually like establish their lives before they have to start paying that money back. Um, and then we also want to forgive up to twenty thousand dollars in student loan and uh, federal student loans uh, for some students that really need the help. Um, and then on a personal level, I do for I do believe in just eliminating student loans. I mm-hmm. think that is, you know. That would that would be the most beneficial thing, like uh, as a per, like personally. That's what I believe, and that's what I would support, and that's what I would continue to push for. Uh, and yeah, that's the that's sure. the big thing. Helping yeah, students. I mean that is a huge issue for students. And like you mentioned, during COVID pandemic, we are happy to see that extension and sort of those uh, graces for students. But um, that six months period, like you said, is is not enough time to sort of find your career job, your career position. Um, And it's putting students, especially in Alberta, in a really tough spot. I guess this sort of transitions nicely into one of the questions that was submitted from a student by Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what can the federal government do or the NDP party specifically do um, to support the post-secondary sector? A lot of it falls under the provincial government. And in Alberta, um, it's a really tough time to be a student right now. So what can the NDP do um, to sort of support the sector and support students besides what you've mentioned with the loans? Yeah, so so something I, I did mention is that we also, the NDP wants to just increase the amount of grants that get, that uh, that we give out to students. So that's just free money that doesn't have to get paid back. Um, and then continuing to fund post-sec, like put more funding in the post-secondary. Obviously, uh, it does require some partnership with the uh, with provincial governments around the country. Um, in Alberta, it's a it's a little difficult with our, uh, our current premier, but I do I, I do encourage people to, to try to think forward to 2023 when we can get Rachel Notley and the Alberta NDP back in. Um, if there is a federal NDP government, uh, I'm sure that they will synergize much better than we can probably even imagine right now. I know they have their differences, but when it comes mm-hmm. to supporting students, uh, both parties believe in supporting them and want to help them succeed um, and make education affordable. For sure, yeah, and thanks for sharing that. And I guess. Uh, alongside, you know, post-secondary um, is really engaging with students. There's sort of this lack of motivation or lack of knowledge among the student population um, about the electoral process and about voting just generally. So I guess, how have you engaged with students on your campaign? How is the NDP engaged? And, you know, after being elected, what does that engagement with students mean to you? Yeah, so um, my main engagement right now has been making phone calls uh, out to people and door knocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've met several, nice. I've met several students that way. Uh, I've explained the the plan for the federal student loans um, mm-hmm. and how we really want to support support them. Uh, and then if I, if elected, um, I, I will. I believe that you should have a like a working relationship with the students unions mm, uh, nice. not just not just the 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 riding that you live in like uh mru is in calgary, calgary center. center yeah so i would have a working relationship with them but i also want a working relationship with the ufc um and bow valley is actually also in calgary center right. so just maintaining a, a, a working relationship with the student union because they're the ones advocating for students that's great to hear. I mean, I'm not biased at all, but yeah, the student union is a great place to start. Um, and speaking of, we have been advocating to the federal government directly um, for issues related to work integrated learning, open educational resources, and mental health funding directly to the federal government. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as students unravel from 18 months of learning online and returning to campus, these are sort of 
the front-running issues. So I guess, you know, with these issues, which do you think matter most to students and what can the NDP do on any or all of those three issues? Yeah, so so specifically relating to, to mental health, the NDP wants to make uh, Canada's healthcare truly universal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like right now, um, if you don't have extended healthcare coverage, uh, it's difficult to, to properly ex- um, access mental health resources. Uh, so we want to make that just like your regular healthcare, mm-hmm. along with dental, vision, um, and pharmacare. Um, because, you know, being a student is really stressful, and I was a student, like, there are mm-hmm. very few things compared to that stress, and often the on-campus resources are very overwhelmed, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. so you have to seek out help outside of the camp, outside of the, the university's uh, yeah. counselors' resources. Um, and then we we want to so part of so part of the I guess integrating into jobs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, we we want to focus a lot of money into retraining workers. Um, this relates a very a lot to Alberta because you know we want to transition to renewable energies, and there's a, a large amount of people that work in the oil and gas sector. Of course, yeah. Uh, so we want to make sure that when those workers, you know, if when when it's time to transition, um, that they're financially supported. We want to make sure that they can continue continue uh, receiving EI benefits while going back to school and being nice. and, and paying for their retraining um, because. It's not their fault. Like, they have the jobs to support their families. Um, and it's not fair if they lose it and they can't get that support. But they, so so we want to support them while they retrain and then they can mm-hmm. integrate into another field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. And definitely speaks to those three issues that I mentioned that, you know, directly sort of face students um, coming up this year, but also in the past that we've seen before that students care about. One of the other really important issues that students care about and have asked you specifically from our Instagram page is um, how does the NDP and your candidacy plan on addressing the climate crisis? Yeah, so we want to to make sure that all electricity by 2035 is carbon neutral in Canada. We want to half our emissions by, uh, by then as well, uh, make... Uh, large investments in set new building standards for new homes to be energy efficient, mm-hmm. uh, spend money into retrofitting homes. Uh, we want to pour a lot of money into public, tran- uh, public transit. We want to set up per- permanent funding for public transit um, because it's, it's, it's great that if people start buying electric vehicles, but the, true, the more environmental friendly way is public transit mm-hmm. because uh, each car has its own carbon footprint um, and then with public for transit, sure. each... Each bus is a, you can spread that out over more people. Absolutely. Um, you know, that does affect students directly as well. Um, and so, yeah, it's just putting yeah. a lot more money. Um, and then, again, if if we look forward to 2023 when Rachel Notley gets back in, uh, she wants to invest a lot of money into um, into hydrogen in Alberta. Um, and the federal NDP will 100% support that because a lot of the, like, energy is, provincial, is managed provincially. Um, so I'm sure that we can synergize to make sure that we... We work together and effectively, uh, quickly, yeah. uh, quickly transition Alberta. Yeah, well, I'm glad you bring up uh, public transit. It's uh, definitely an important issue for students and one that is uh, a really popular theme with the municipal election that's also coming up. So it's a very busy time for elections in Alberta. Um, so I guess, you know, already coming up on our time, but what would 
be your message to students or to listeners? You know, with all of this confusion and all of this noise, there's lawn signs everywhere for parties, but also for municipal candidates. What would be your message uh, to students or to voters before they cast their ballot in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, um, vote for the party that for the what the policies that you support. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you like the NDP, vote NDP. Um, if you like your candidate, vote for that candidate. I I want to give Calgary Centre a progressive voice. That's what I want to represent because I know there's a right. lot of progressive voices that have been underrepresented in Calgary Centre for a long time. Uh, and I want to be that, that true progressive voice with the true progressive policies that help students, uh, you know, manage, uh, make living more affordable, make education more affordable, improve public transit. And, and improve healthcare. And what would you say would be the most effective way for students to, you know, get that information and be informed on the NDP and and your candidacy? Yeah. So our pla- our entire platform is on our website ndp.ca. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my website has a, a little bit of information on me. Uh, Juan Estevez Moreno. Ndp.ca. It's a nice. little bit of an mouthful. <laughs> um, but you can also reach out to me directly. Um, I'm on Twitter at, at the Juan Estevez. Um, or you can reach out to my email directly at juan.estevez at ndp.ca, uh, and I'm more than happy to answer any questions directly. Great. Thank you so much for sharing that with the listeners and with students. Um, and they also have an opportunity to interact with you at the forum that uh, I'm hosting next week on Friday, September 10th at 12 p.m. So if you're interested in hearing a little bit more from the candidates that you heard from today, you're welcome to attend that. All of our information will be up on the SUUC social media. Um, Juan, I'm really looking forward to seeing you then and to chatting a little bit more, but thank you so, so much for being on the show with me today. Yeah, thank you for your time. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome. If you missed it, that was Juan. He's the NDP candidate for Calgary Centre. I also had Natalie Odd. She was the Green candidate for Calgary Confederation. And before her was Murray. Um, He is the Liberal candidate for Calgary Confederation. Um, The Conservative candidate for Calgary Confederation was also invited but did not attend. Um, Again, if you're wanting to hear more from the candidates and what they think about student issues, come and join us at the forum next Friday. Looking forward to seeing all of you there. Thank you so much for listening. If you missed any of it or want to re-listen, it's all on the CGSW website. Juan, thanks again for being here and uh, looking forward to seeing you next week. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. When all the tears are rolling down your face And it feels like yours was the only heart to break When you come back home and all the lights are out And you're getting used to no one else being around
Reginald, look, crawling through the grass. It's a baby radio. Oh, it's so precious. Preposterous, Martha. A baby radio? No, no, woman, don't, don't pick it up. It could be dangerous. Oh, Reginald, don't be such a drama queen. Listen, it's already tuned in to the most important station in Calgary. CJSW 90.9 FM. Martha, you know perfectly well I don't like new things. Oh, Reginald, you silly man. Of course you do. And CJSW is all about new things, especially in music. CJSW. New Things.
Hello again to all my friends. How are you doing today? Well, that's great. Or horrible. Congratulations. Or sorry. I'm Cam. This is the Good Medicine Show, which means it is a beautiful Thursday here at the U of C, which is located on Treaty 7 land and the home to Mady Nation of Alberta, Region 3. And it's a beautiful Thursday because I get to give you two hours of music that dragged me kicking and screaming this week to this point. That track you just heard dragged me gently. <laughs> that track that you just heard, which dragged me gently, was Sunshine by La Vezu d'Or. Uh, something gold. And that was d- off the album Desire Forever. As usual, we're going to start light today and see where this journey ends. Only a set or two before it starts to kick into some rock and roll. But I'm thinking too far ahead, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention our sponsor here at the Good Medicine Show, IRIM, or Indigenous Resilience in Music. Founded in the winter of 2016, Indigenous Resilience in Music is an Indigenous-led organization with a mission and vision to build. 